gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're here at our seminar. Right now, we're doing our best to basically teach 90 rappers how not to be Trumpers in 2020. <laughs> we call this our Dropships for Kinships program. Over the next three or four hours, we'll be sitting everybody down, playing Autobiography of Malcolm X, KRS-One, X-Clan, Purachis Teachers, getting everybody to speed. We're going to slowly ease our way into modern hip-hop references, some Kendrick, most importantly, you know, some J. Cole for those a little bit on the Hotepian side. And we hope to round it about, bring it right back to our final speaker of the night, No Name. <laughs> I, I feel like all all of that all of that conscious hip hop is driving me to vote Trump. I want to listen to Lil Pump. I want to listen to Lil Pump. Lil Pump said to vote Trump. Pump for Trump. It, it's uh, they're killing me. At, at least because like obviously Pump and Fifty are trolling, but it's like you guys, this is some serious shit, bro. And it's like ugh, ugh. The, we, we got it. We got to Gonna have to eat all the rich. I was hoping we didn't have to fucking line up rich rappers in the wall also when the revolution comes. But we might have to do that shit too. It's it's fucking unfortunate, man. I was I was hoping. Yeah. I was hoping we could let Chica live. You know, I, I I I at a certain point I thought it was just Kanye and Daniel Caesar. But no, no, it's 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 it's, it's a lot of 50. them. Fifty <laughs> pump. It's 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 like why like you you got nobody's asking you know, like these are these are un, these are errors that nobody asks for these are just like <laughs> yeah it's so funny too because um you know Ice Cube was trying to reach out to both campaigns to do something I, I don't know if it was like a voting drive or if it was like a he he had a plan yeah he, he had like, a like a vision. You know, and I, apparently, like, the Trump campaign reached back out to him. The Biden campaign didn't. And he, I guess he took that call. And people were basically saying, like, Ice Cube supports Trump. And essentially, you know, Ice Cube was trying to be <laughs> trying to be his 18-year-old gangster self. It's like, fuck Trump. <laughs> fuck this. Blah, blah, blah. And it's just kind of like, but dude, like, dude, read the room, fam. Like, you... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I kind of the thing is, is here's the argument right because you wonder about it where on one level you, I definitely get the idea of where you know obviously the way America is the way America is built under capitalism under its bloodied history you know at the end of the day you know years ago could have said hey is, is there really a difference between both parties and you know as a black person person of color I could say you know, we, we suffer under the whip under a Democratic presidency or under a Republican presidency. However, considering <laughs> I'm walking around wearing a mask, <laughs> every time I touch anything, I rub my hands furiously. <laughs> and seeing how basically, you know, the New York City I know and love is kind of, you know, everything is closed. I will have to say that certain Republicans are kind of making this, the statement that maybe it's not 100% the same. Maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe under capitalism, maybe under this whole weird American, you know, experiment that we have, some parties are worse than others. Go throw that out there. Or at least dealing with certain things worse than others. Let's put it that way. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, and I mean, look, I it, it 
you, it's kind of crazy to see, like they said, like support for uh, Donald Trump from black men is increasing this year, which is crazy to me. I, but I, I don't, I don't know if I believe some of those stats though. But but it's not as crazy. Uh, I was listening to this podcast the other day, and they were talking about all the references to Donald Trump in hip hop. Oh no! Yeah, and there are numerous references to Donald Trump in hip hop. Hip hop idolizes Donald Trump, <laughs> and look, there's you know there's people who have um, you know come out and said like, "Hey, I'm really sorry for that." Like Ben B, like came out and said like, "I'm you know like I'm sorry for using Trump in, in lyrics." Yeah, I, I know like uh, Mac Miller um, came out and said like, "You know, fuck Donald Trump, whatever." Um, but all that to say, I'm not surprised when you look at braggadocio male chauvinism <laughs> and Trump. Yeah, no, it's and hip hop. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Venn. Di- it's it goes back. It's a couple of things. Like it's yeah, it's a Venn diagram. It's a perfect circle. And then I think it's also the the. I mean, we could we could. It's it's a it's a deep conversation. But at the end of the day, just because we kind of all suffer under the yoke of capitalism, like, you know, there's not, it's not like, what is cocaine rap, but basically prosperity gospel type stuff. True. Where it's just like, literally, because I remember, I remember Pusha T at a bar where I was like, I forget, it was something. It was like, he basically said he was like, I, I have to, well, fuck. Damn it. I wish I remembered it. I'm going to come back to that bar. But long story short, the idea is the fact of where it's hyper capitalism. It's the idea of where. You know, we're all here. We're all struggling. I am getting this capital based off my hard work at the end of the day. And they may acknowledge the the big, and a lot of it does actually acknowledge the bigger forces at play, the cops, the judges, how they're forced into that life. But ultimately, it's just like, hey, these are the hands that we've been dealt. This is what we're trying to push forward. Which makes it very singular. It's, it's their their goal is to kind of say, you know, and you know, going back to the idea of checking street CNN. I really can't necessarily fault them for that perspective because that's a perspective that's very realistic. Honestly, the way America is set up to even vote to a certain extent requires a certain level of privilege. You know, it's it's the middle of a work day. True. You know what I'm saying? It takes all day. It's there's a lot of things that are kind of built against it. So I'm not necessarily mad at, and and I can't even say saying apolitical, but giving a very narrow, narrow narrow political point of view, a lot of the old school MCs. That said, you know, after you've reached a certain level, after you kind of reach the mountaintop, it's kind of weird to kind of now kind of, you know, do these little joking joke things and say this and say that. You kind of fall into the same trap. And again, I, I, I don't want Pusha T to come out, you know what I'm saying, campaign with like fucking Elizabeth Warren. But at the same time... <laughs> That would be kind of flames, though. <laughs> he got the whole fucking stand and shit. Like, Bernie's Bernie's the closer, Warren's up front, and then Pusha comes out there and just fucking does a mini concert. Oh, that would be kind of be flames. Uh, but, you know, it's the idea of where, like, you know, I don't necessarily, I can't say I don't fault them because, you know, like, like you know, they've had their own struggles. But, again, as usual, you know, the, the I'm not a role model shit is, is kind of doesn't really play when you've got that many followers, that much clout. You gotta do a little better, and then it's just like you know when we had a discussion before about No Name. What I like about No Name is No Name has kind of grown over the past year from when she was—I won't say necessarily a capitalist, but kind of, kind of, you know, saying, "Hey, what's wrong with money? What's wrong? We can use money to make shit better." And to a full-blown communist now, and not necessarily to say that you know either or viewpoint is valid. But what I liked about the idea where she said some shit, got called out on it, 
read some shit, came back, said some more shit, and then she's kind of growing in her politics. What I where I take umbrage is not necessarily these dudes giving their points of views is that it's not net well researched, which is unfortunate because you've got these dudes who are very eloquent. Obviously they're great MCs and well-read MCs in some kind of way, because it's hard to be, it's really hard. The secret is it's really hard to be a really good rapper without knowing your words. It sounds kind of stupid to say, but it's always a worst stereotype. I always always look at it where they're like ignorant rapper. I'm like, it's not really ignorant rapper. Like, have you ever tried like putting bars together? It's hard. I've tried. And I, and I graduated for English degree. Just hard as fuck. But it's the idea of where, you know, approach it with respect and research. That's all. But anyway. No, I, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um, look, if 50 Cent is your deciding vote of whether you're going to vote for for Trump, then, uh, I, I don't know what to say. Um, I'll, I'm, I'll be happy that you voted, but come on, son. Uh, we're in dire straits in this country. Um and also Megan the Stallion for president, like, ah, like absolutely. Her her New York Times opt ed was impeccable. I loved it. Uh, I'm I'm ready to see a Megan the Stallion like candidacy uh, somewhere. So anyway, uh, speaking of, uh, I don't, you know, I I'm wondering what what political leanings uh, your boy Travis Scott has. <laughs> I mean, it's a, that's I. <laughs> Definitely neoliberal. <laughs> like, where is where's Travis Scott fall on the spectrum? <laughs> I, you know what? He's he's voting for Kanye, and you know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about I, it. I, I guess like that's he, fam. Is yeah, that fam? I, I don't know they're fam, but I I could that, see I could see Travis Scott like going on IG live saying I voted for Kanye. <laughs> it's a. Uh, but uh, your boy Travis Scott, look, getting the paper, right? Like, like getting the paper, um, doing all the things, shucking in the jiving. Uh, he, you know, and not with like, you know, he's not doing it with like Kith or Su- Supreme or whatever. He's going for that middle America blue chip <laughs> dollar. <laughs> <laughs> so first he was, you know, he had the collaboration with, McDonald's, which we all, we both kind of like, we, we, you know, we gave some shit for that, but it was actually pretty successful, apparently. Like, oh, uh, it was making news reports. Like, yeah, I, I, I just, any, any, any news is good news. And even beyond like hip hop circles, music circles, and pop up about, I forget, some kids did some shenanigans and they got in trouble, but it's like, it, it generated enough of a talk where, you know, the publicity they got, that that free promotion was worth whatever they paid him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I you know, like, look, I, I don't I don't eat at McDonald's, but you know what, like he's doing it. Uh, and now uh, he's, uh, what is he on PlayStation? He's, he's it's, it's basically, he's, 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 uh, he's, he's working on the advertising side. Brand ambassadoring, let's just say. Yeah. And, uh, and again, this is something where, you know, one thing I'll say about the idea of where of collaboration is, and we kind of had to, like, I kind of threw it in the notes, but it's, it's the most, you know, media is changing, the world's changing, and I think the idea of where you have a Kanye West or any kind of rapper, like, I'm going to build this brand, I'm going to build it myself, and yada, 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 and I guess, you ready for this shit? I think the idea that we have to a certain extent for a lot of people who kind of suffer under the yoke of capitalism 
is the idea of where you kind of want to align yourself with the masters. So like, you know, Kanye West wants to kind of go, you know, he was infamously ranting about how these fashion houses won't have him and yada, yada, yada. But ultimately, you know, in the kind of 2020 world that we live in, is it's like even those industries are kind of falling. So what I kind of find fascinating about Travis Scott is the idea of where, like you said, it's not the idea of where he's going to come out with this, like, you know, this, this, this major fucking you know, endorsement deal where he's only making sneakers or shirts or whatever, whatever. He's slippery as shit. Like he had fucking cereal. Like I, I didn't realize he had Reese's fucking peanut butter cup cereal last year. So it's the idea of where you've got these little quick collabs where you get your money, you loan your brand out. And, I, and sadly enough, in 2020, everything is all about your brand and the idea of what your cloud is in the media space. And leveraging that. So in this case, you know, PlayStation is coming out. You know, they got they got to sell a lot of these boxes for like four hundred, five hundred dollars a pop. Why not align yourself with a kind with a Travis Scott? You know, what I'm saying somebody who who's already quote unquote cool, who already had. If you think about it, look how synergy it, synergy it is. He had that big Fortnite thing already. Like in a weird fucked up way, he really is a good get for the PlayStation brand. You know, you got to figure out the idea of where what they're looking for. Young, hip, ready for this term. Urban. Remember that? Urban. <laughs> Urban. Feel those air quotes. <laughs> and I can't be mad. And it's the idea of where, like, I know the whole idea is just to kind of, you know, find yourself this white company and hop onto it. And hopefully they kind of give you your money there. Like, again, there's a lot of issues. We could talk about the idea of selling out and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But it's kind of fascinating seeing this dude kind of, like I said, it's us all about the same way you have Supreme X. You know, Louis, Supreme X fucking, what's the, I think it was an indie rock, well, Ghostface was one, but it was another indie rock band. It's just the idea of where he's just kind of selling his image, and, I, and I'm not really mad at that because fuck it. It's like, loan it out for a little bit, get that paper, come back. Yeah, no, definitely. So so this is like the third time we talked about a Travis Scott brand integration on the show, on this podcast, and... I think like there's a difference between um, just somebody who signs up for the check and Travis Scott. I feel like I, I feel like you know there's a level of authenticity there, um, whether it's actually real or not, right? Like when you look at the McDonald's campaign, he kind of has a story behind how this is the meal they always ordered when we went to McDonald's, and he didn't have a lot of money, right? And look, that could what have been a written wives' by, tale. What a wives' tale. That could have been written I'll by some intern. <laughs> some literally was. intern. <laughs> you know, that graduated from Cornell. But <laughs> um, you know, the, the, I, I, I do feel like there's a um the authenticity there. Like the Fortnite integration I thought was great. That was incredible. And you can kind of tell like they, they had like a I think it was like a Twitch scream of him actually seeing it live and like he's just going crazy over it right like you know like you can kind of tell like there's a like he's more invested i think you know it's not like a alicia keys and blackberry situation you know remember that when like she's like the it's like the creative director for blackberry and she was like talking about blackberry and it's just like tweet tweet from my phone you know (laughs) (laughs) um you know um i do have to say like the jack boys hot wheels like uh collabo was the most illest and sickest thing I've ever seen. Um I just I could not afford like a five hundred dollar, six hundred dollar like price for a Hot Wheels car. Um my <laughs> wife would kill me. But I do think that was actually really interesting. Like he worked with a couple of like 
like um just like really actually authentic like like car build like uh rally car builders out in, in cali and like the all of the cars from the video are, are like are like one or two of the cars from the the jack boys video um they actually made hot, hot wheels recreations of like limited oh, edition uh, i thought that was really cool you know like I, I and i feel like again like i feel like this is something where even if he didn't come up with the idea it just kind of feels like it's something he would do right it just it, he doesn't feel shoehorned into like this activation um and i kind of worked in that space for a little bit and you there's lots of shoehorning <laughs> there's lots of like <laughs> trying to like get celebrities to shill for cricket wireless and shit <laughs> you know um you know so i yeah i'm not i'm not mad i'm not mad i am not gonna doubt travis you know i look i i doubted travis was a mcdonald's saying i know there's some hiccups like initially um you know, but I'm I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm, I and I think you wrote on the on the notes that he Travis has the potential to be bigger than um, like Jay Z and Kanye, and I definitely see that. I mean, look, like, those those two like they're aging out, right? And Travis is still fairly young. Um, and I do think that she he has like some opportunities there. The only thing I would say is I I really hope in the future. Um, I don't know. There's maybe there maybe some there's more opportunities for him to like even create an agency, right? Where yeah, um, it's, it's a, you know he's like working with these different like white agencies to do these things, and I think like he actually has the power to create his own agency, hire people of color, and, and like do it internally. And I think that would be the next step, and hopefully he kind of thinks in that direction. Yeah, no, it's it's when I kind of said it, it's it's I definitely and it sucks because it's the idea of where if the goal at the end of the day is to be as rich as possible, then yeah, I could definitely see somebody where he's kind of swell enough to kind of move his name around in certain places where, like you said, it's not just like this weird prestige thing. It's just like he's just kind of got this cool, he's able to kind of move around. I could definitely see him kind of growing this kind of weird, like you know, it's the idea of a supreme is that it's not necessarily, you know, ex- except for if you actually buy the skateboard, you know, that 1% of you who actually goes to the skate brand <laughs> to actually buy wheels and fucking a deck, you know, you weirdos out there. <laughs> it's the idea of that Supreme has created a cultural cachet and you see Travis Scott doing the same exact thing. And it's the idea of where, like I said, I could definitely see him stack paper. But like you said, I mean, particularly in the kind of ways as I felt like, What's kind of depressing? Not depressing. It feels like of hip hop, we kind of have to look at look at the idea of where it's not just me building my brand up and putting my boys on top behind me. It's kind of building a like a lasting legacy, and I feel that we really haven't really captured that yet. Yeah. Like you know, and it's weird because you've got a lot of dudes with labels, but they're like fucking vanity labels, and it's like you know, and, and I'm not gonna say the music has has like you know we've gotten great music from these these kind of ideas, but. Like, you know, again, and I hate bringing this motherfucker up, like, fucking, when, like, Kanye was like, oh, I'm gonna have this Donda creative agency, yada, 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 blah, 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 which probably won't pan out, but it's, like, that those ideas, where it's like, all right, cool, it's cool, like, Jay built this, you know, Rockefeller fucking management fucking thing, and, you know, you, he's got these rock acts, he's got fucking Griselda on it, but it's, and, like, you hope you, hopefully he has some black creators involved, but then you look at something like fucking Tidal, when that infamous picture was floating around, where everybody who works there is like 99% white, you know what I'm saying? And it's the idea of where you've got a rapper like that lecturing us on how we should be stacking paper, this and that. 
But, you know, at the same time, he's somebody where, like, where's where's the fucking Jay-Z mentorship program? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, where's, definitely. Yeah, where's the Jay-Z fucking, you know, like, like throwing his money into, like, you know, VC fund, you know, venture capital fund? Like, where's all these things happening? And it's kind of easy. And like I said, it's, it, go, it goes back to the, I don't know, like I said, I struggle for this. It's, it's, you, I'm voting for anybody black, including making it, making it in capitalism. The problem is that at the same time, you know, the, 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 who, who was suffering under the whip becomes the whip holder. It's not necessarily a gain there. And that's what you kind of hope that we kind of get to a stage of where, you know, like I'm here and I'm making sure that when I go, there's five of me here and those five will make sure there's 25 of them there. Yada, yada, yada. I don't know math that well. That's multiplication. Some five-year-old <laughs> could help out me out with that one. <laughs> no, no doubt. And, and I feel like, yeah, that's the, that's the next level. And, and I think that's the sad thing. It's like, even when you look at like Jay-Z and, and Kanye, and, you know, like they're all like partnerships, right? Like there's not like them building out like something from the ground up. It's like, I'm going to work with NFL. I'm going to work with Adidas. I'm going to work with like whatever. It's all these kind of like branded partnerships. Uh, and I understand it from their perspective, right? Like they're, this is not like their number one job. Their number one job is to create music. But um, I do think there there's the opportunity, especially for somebody like, a, uh, somebody like a Travis Scott to like really take advantage of this moment and build some stuff internally. Um, you know, like, you know, we'll see. Like, shout out to Nas, Queens, Queensbridge Partners. You know, he's like investing in a VC. You know, so yeah, those those opportunities exist. Um, so hopefully, Travis can take that to the next level. So, oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and the last thing I wanted to speak about was basically our our, our brethren up north. You know, what I'm saying the Canadians. You know, where the democracy still exists. You know, healthcare, all those positive things that we kind of miss. You know those those beautiful those those foreign concepts. <laughs> but uh, anyway, they have something called the Polaris Music Prize. It's something that's been handed out. I, I first, I, for some reason, thought it was decades. It's really only been about fifteen years or so. So basically, they find uh, you know it's the best full length Canadian album based on artistic merit, regardless of genre, sales, or record label. And despite those lofty terms. Surprise, surprise. At least when I first started hearing about the Polaris Prize, it was always handed to, you know, a lot of bands that fit a certain aesthetic. Ergo, hipsters. You know, it was never, you know, it's it's the, like, you know, it was always your, again, great albums. It was always your fucking, you know, your fucked ups. It was always your arcade fires. It was always your fucking feists. You know, it was always these kind of white acts. Yeah. And the reason why I bring it up was I think a couple of we might have been even doing a podcast during that time, but I know that Kachinata won one a couple of years ago, and I was like, oh shit, they're kind of branching out away from this this indie idea, you know, indie rock idea, and then also, so this year pops on my feed where this female MC trans immigrant horror like horrorcore rapper, but we'll get to that in a second, but back back X wash won the award this year. And I was like, oh shit. And it, for some reason, what I what struck about me is it didn't feel like, cause you know, as we all know, it's, it's all about the black people now. 
It's all about, you know, <laughs> it's, it's all about the minorities. We've discovered black people exists. We've discovered Latinos exist. We've discovered Asians exists. We're giving them things. We're giving them, we're, 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 we're out, of, out of hundreds of years of marginalization, we're actually giving them prizes. The reason why this kind of struck me was, for some reason, it didn't really come off as like, and I hate to use this term, like a token kind of award. Mm. Um, f- for me specifically, I'll admit it, I like her stuff. Um, the album she won an award for was uh, God Has Nothing to Do With This, Leave Him Out of It. That album I like a lot. She has another EP, which I don't have the name top of them immediately, that came out this summer, which I like a little better. The reason why I think is with God Has Nothing to Do With It, I like the music, the background. I like the production a little bit better on an EP than that record. But that record was still groundbreaking for a couple of reasons, and I'll tell you why. What I liked about it is she's somebody where, you know, she's an immigrant, she's trans, she's black. It would have been very easy to make a record that's kind of built. I mean, here, as as a person who suffers some marginalization, and, and we all know this, we're kind of used to the idea of where you know, when we kind of get a little bit of representation, it kind of falls into a slot where that becomes our identity. So obviously, you know, you always hear about the whole types complaining about slave movies. You know, I'm pretty sure like, you know, the idea of, you know, like trans identity, where it's like they put up, is just like, they've got to make this a big deal. What I kind of like about the record is that it's a dark, like horrorcore type record, which touches on those things, but it's not defined by those things. It's just... You know, like like all the little SoundCloud kids are doing this little fucking gruff, you know, Nine Inch Nails, dark, you know, three six mafia esque, you know, early fucking um, early uh, shits, grave diggers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah. so, I, so, so like I said, it's it's when I seeing her window award, actually hearing the album, it's like, oh shit, this feels like, hey, we've got this really cool artist. We're gonna give them a shout out. And there's never that idea of where it's defined by who that person is, which I think is the kind of ultimate goal, really. You know, despite, you know, Terry Crews out there on some black supremacy shit, the idea is that, you know, people want to be seen as people. And what I liked about her project and the idea that she won is it kind of recognizes that without any weird... Like, it was cool to kind of see, like, you know, you know, rapper back X-Wash wins award as opposed to, you know, black, female, trans, Zambian, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it no, was just definitely. like, oh yeah, they gave an award around, they, they give an award out and yada, yada, yada. And and that's what I liked about it. So, you know, props to her, you know, like, like it's somebody keep an eye on in the future. What is kind of a little bit unfortunate is right when she won the award, I read something quickly where I guess because she uses like, she uses real ass samples, bruh. She's like, like Black Sabbath and shit. So she really can't afford them samples. So it's like she's not really on Spotify. It's basically you could download it free from her band camp. So I remember that when I kind of popped in my feet was on lines of like, you know, how does an artist deal with sampling when you really, you know, you can't really put it on streaming. But luckily, this got fucking a shout out. It's a relatively prestigious awards. A lot of big indie acts in the past have won it, have been nominated for it. So like yeah. I said, it's, it's something kind of cool to kind of see like, like hopefully we're kind of crossing a space of where it's not just pity awards. It's people like understanding, hey, these artists are doing great things regardless of what who they are, and shouldn't they shouldn't be defined by that? And it makes you know the culture richer from it. That's all. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, and it's really interesting. Like I, um, I know some people who like you know were uh, affiliated with Polaris Music Prize like back in the day, and you know they're just saying like, um, I mean it's all white dudes. It was like all white dudes for the longest time. Um, just kind of making these decisions and all, all white dudes who, you know, and the example that they gave was 
2011, it was Weekend House of the Balloons against Arcade Fire, and Arcade Fire <laughs> won. And it's like you can kind of see, you know, I, look, I don't like Arcade Fire. Also, like, the lead singer is American. I don't know how that qualifies. But, <laughs> um, you know, like, if you're looking for, like, groundbreaking, like, Canadian music, in 2011, um, House of Balloons just, like, changed the world, and Arcade Fire did not, right? So, um, you know, it, it's it's really interesting to kind of see, like, like Caribou always pops up in, like, the in the short list and things like that. It's always kind of, like, the same, like, five to ten bands, um, even though there's a lot of like really cool like bands out of Canada, um, so I'm I'm happy to see like they they're at least like looking at this and saying like okay cool like you know we're not going to let this moment pass us by, but also it's not they're like we're we're going to pick an artist that we feel is is deserving and um, you know this this artist is definitely deserving. Um, Caribou made it again in the shortlist. It's Caribou, yeah. Jesse Reyes, Kate Trinata. <laughs> it's it's you know. yeah, and notice to any of them, but it's like it's always been like, like a, the same kind of conga line of arts. I mean, arts acts, and it's like it's cool to kind of see. And like I said, it, it for some reason this one felt right. It, it could have easily been like, ah, oh, shit, did this found somebody who fits, you know, you know, black woman, so and so, and checked all the boxes and put it out there. But like I said, it's it was interesting because I was like, oh shit, it's actually it, it felt like. And like I said, it's, it's the idea of when I used to like read Rolling Stone and have this weird, obscure white white act, and that's all that they judged the music on was the music, obviously through a very specific lens. But like, here's some weird indie rock shit. Here's some weird alternative rock shit. You might like this. And that's the way I feel like this was judged as opposed to like, we need to have a minority in this space. So, you know, cool. props to her. Yeah, yeah definitely. So let's see. All right. I will start us off with New Musica. New so, Music. I'm going to start off with a new music album, which has been on my radar, and I, I was technically we're supposed to review, but we, as usual, got caught in bullshit and bullshitting. But um, so let me give it the, bring, it, bring the story back. So like, you know, basically in COVID times, right now my parents are a little bit elderly, so I'm the, I'm, I'm the scavenger. I'm the one who gets sent out to get supplies to bring back. So every day, well, not every day, every Saturday, I should say, I get up early in the morning, I Basically, hop hop out of my my palatious penthouse apartment. <laughs> I dap up my dap up the doorman outside. Hop into my Maybach, of course, and I, and I get escorted from basically downtown Brooklyn straight to Long Island. Um, that has me basically going down Atlantic Avenue, which if you aren't really don't know Brooklyn, it's basically almost the waterfront of Brooklyn, straight into a line into Queens, and that's when I catch the highway. So. Doing that, you kind of catch, you kind of see all the whole size. You know, when, when I come out, I see all these brand new luxury housings being built into what was years ago seen as a, you know, basically marginalized area. I go through like basically Fort Greene, which is basically, we've, we've kind of went to the pattern so much where I can't even say it's yuppie. It's just basically rich and money now. You know, Bed-Stuy, Crown Heights, East New York. And you kind of see the shades of New York as you kind of drive through it. So, friend of the podcast gang released an album, an unknown infinite with Amani, an MC, young MC, I believe, around twenty-five. He does all the production. It's basically just like I don't know how to describe it to you. Where obviously it's hip hop, but there's a lot of ear candy. Like songs kind of fold into themselves. It, there's a lot of. It's not just like all right, here's here's the eight tracks. <laughs> 
of sounds. You know, I, I lower the fucking kick drum. I put it higher in. It's a lot of things happening sonically in the record. Um, and so it's just like I kind of do this little path, 40 minutes, you know, to go to my parents and kind of see, you know, where I grew up, like when I was younger and kind of see how it is now. You see the same kind of characters. You see like, you know, the same kind of people waiting online for a coffee. There's a part in Bed-Stuy where you're under the Long Island, um, the, the Long Island Railroad, basically. So you've got this bridge and you see this guy. I always see him every morning, like every Saturday morning, like like lifting weights and like doing jump ropes. <laughs> it it kind of give you, it gives you the idea of a neighborhood almost. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of when, you know, and we've all done this as New Yorkers. You kind of get out and for some reason you just walk and you kind of let the city kind of like bathe you. And like for a period of time, like that's all I would kind of listen to when I would get up, put that tape on and just drive to my parents. And it would kind of remind me of like the way, I can't say the way New York was, but it reminded me of why I love New York. And again, obviously, you know, get, ganging somebody where he doesn't necessarily work with the prettiest of sounds, but there's something that seems almost cinematic about what he does, where it's great. There's a part of where a song kind of fades out, and you've got uh, Go Brooklyn from Beastie Boys kind of fades in. And it's just like, it's just, it just feels like that. It feels like a weird, bizarre car commercial. You know what I'm saying? I'm in mm. there. You know, it's me and my dog. You know, my white girlfriend. We're driving up to the fucking Vermont and shit. You know what I'm saying? We've got the vote Bernie stickers in the back. You know, they're playing fucking Arcade Fire. <laughs> but like the real the, like the real New York shit. And it's something that kind of, you know, in these times where I was like, oh shit, it is kind of, like I said, there's that moment of where I feel like anybody who's lived in, not even necessarily New York, but every city I feel like has a soundtrack. And if for some reason, this record has kind of captured that for me. Every Saturday morning when people aren't fully awake, this weird kind of, I won't say zombie, but like, you know, it's kind of just waking up, kind of scratching the fucking, the crust out of the eye type New York. And for some reason, this record captured it for me. So, you know, props to gang. It's, it's, it's a great fucking record. Damn, son. That's a review. No, but it's true though. Like I said, literally, and that's why it's 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 it, it became so. Because the thing is, it was like because it, it came out in the summer, so it was like I would kind of listen to it, and it it became such a kind of ritual that I would kind of forget, which is why we forget to reroute. But it's it was a high conversation <laughs> over the phone, which reminded me that I was like, oh shit, I forgot to review it. So yes, that, that's, that's like review. a that's like a New Yorker review. That's a New Yorker like, review. Yeah, that's, not that's even like, like you the know, times. I was I was in my feels. <laughs> What I drive, sometimes a little tear comes down, splashes against my Tim. You know what I'm saying? I quickly dab it away from my fucking hoodie and I keep it walking. But yeah, nah, it's just a really good, it's, it's, I think in these times you kind of try to find, you know, it's like comfort music without yeah. being comfort music. It's hard to kind of explain it. That's all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, cool. You know, for me, uh, there's a couple albums I've been listening to. One's a new one. One's kind of an old one. Um, I'll just go through them briefly. Uh, so there's a band from New Zealand that I really love called Fat Freddy's Drop. Um, it's, I mean, I've been obsessed with them for like 10 years. Um, they're basically kind of like a reggae band. Um, but the lead singer, his voice is like butter. It's like the most soulful fucking just like just crisp, clear, but also like it's like a pillow. It's great. Um, and I was actually telling a friend this uh, yesterday. It's like when Frat Freddy's drop was like a thing. I would hear them cause stream like BBC Radio and Giles Peterson. I would hear them like these tracks. And I'm like, what is this? It's like this crazy soulful take on reggae. It's like reggae backing, but this crazy soul voice in the front. Um, 
and you know back in the day like they weren't even popular enough to like get on napster and oh then, wow <laughs> <laughs> and you know i i don't know i feel like a, i feel like an old man but you know it's like like in order to get distributed like get a cd like pressed in the united states you need like label distribution and they didn't have that for a long time so i was like uh scrambling to try to find anything from these dudes um and thankfully like you know i got like the bootleg cd um and then also like they they released a few albums um but they had this new album called lockdown um and basically what they did is during uh, quarantine they locked themselves in like the symphony hall um somewhere in new zealand and essentially recorded a live album and it's actually really dope um the album's cool but i i think the visuals um, they have like a, a YouTube video um, that's actually a little bit better, um, and it's just really cool. It's like really innovative. If you've never heard of the band, I would say check it out. It's not everybody's cup of tea, um, but I do think like the the lead singer's voice is just super incredible. Um, I'm happy to see like after like I think they've been around for at least like 15 years. They're still out here doing music. Um, and it's a great introduction to the band. Um, I've sent this 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 album out to a few people this week who have been asking about new music. Um, and they're really, they're not really well known, um, outside of, uh, New Zealand and Australia. Um, so definitely check it out. And it's a really cool concept too. I mean, we're going to lock ourselves into a symphony hall like nobody can come in, nobody can come out. It's quarantine. We're going to make this live album, which is really cool. Um, so definitely check that out. It's called, it's called lock in, uh, by fat Freddy's drop. Um, and then the, the second album is an oldie but a goodie uh, was Watch the Throne. Um, no reason. I don't think Look it's at, like, you know, like it's the, the sneer on my face. It is the, the, the indignation of my face. It is the epitome of problematic hip hop. You wanted to go out problematic dudes. You're like, I wanted to go out on a high note of the world explodes in a week. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the soundtrack I, I applaud that move I understand why you know like I, I I don't know you know what it is like like that was kind of like Watch the Throne is I miss epic hip hop I miss stadium level like brag like just epic hip hop and I feel like that is an epic album like it, it's like I don't know I, I just feel like we don't like hip hop now is especially now is very much like headphones. It's very much like localized. And sometimes I wish like I, I had that arena level hip hop sometimes. Um, it's super braggadocio. It's super stupid. Um, they sample like Will Ferrell and some like Israeli, like, you know, like artists. It's like the samples are crazy. Um, you know, niggas in Paris. Come on. You know, it's, it's so like I love I, it. I love this I, album. I, I, I don't like, care. I, I do not you know, care. Like, I like I said, it's I love it. I'm <laughs> I'm loving this. Like I get it. It's 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 damn, dang. It's it's because I haven't listened to it in a while. All I remember was Basquiat Shores from Frank Ocean in that weird fucking interlude where Frank yeah. Ocean is at his most Frank Oceanist, where it sounds like. Drunk high poet writing three a.m. in the cafe. <laughs> you know, you had you had to, to get that, that was like the, that was peak Frank Ocean. You had to get Frank Ocean during that time. Like the A and R got a fat check off of that. It's like, oh, you got Frank Ocean. Oh snap! You know, peak, peak literary Frank Ocean out there. 
Uh, but, uh, but yeah, it was a blast in the past. And they, it's like, what, seven but, years old, eight years old? But And I, sadly, it's 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 like going back to the idea of comfort food. It's, it's back when we we all thought we had a future. Remember those days? Yeah, and it's like it's it's like an album that I just don't feel will ever be made again. Like, I, yeah, actually, shit. It's almost it's almost hair metally. Where you think about like Guns N' Roses almost, or like the Motley Crue, or that word excess, where it's like, oh shit, they were doing this, this these rock star maximal crazy moves. Yeah, you yeah. can't, you can't. That could never. That that era is done. Just, like you'll never. It, yeah. it, it'll it, even when they try to do it again, jokingly. I think there's a band called Steel Panther that was trying to do it, or The Darkness. It's, it's too pastiche. It's like it's like the world's moved on. We we know that this is not real. Yeah, and I feel like it's I don't know it's a, it's a, it's a very interesting time capsule. Just like the fact of again, like Jay Z and Kanye are both problematic. You know, like mm. the braggadocio, like the the flaunting of wealth, <laughs> where it's like thirty million unemployed people. <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> the track that's my bitch. You probably can't. <laughs> you know, you you can't drop that track in twenty twenty. There's a lot of things you couldn't do with this album. <laughs> <laughs> and 2020 and I, th- I feel like that's what makes it even greater um, so yeah watch the throne watch the throne <laughs> alright I'm, I'm gonna bring it back to more more, more woke waters uh, watch I'm gonna, I'm gang I'm gonna get I'm gonna get texts from, oh, from gonna that be, selection watch but I guess I get it like I said it, it's like almost hair metally like but it's like the, like, the, the, like the hip hop equivalent of it like I, I get it like in a word where I get it but uh, y'all, y'all gonna run up with me on the coffee shop. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> but uh, but my thing is, well, Top and Go Wolf Gang, he put me onto a band, and I'm gonna fuck up this name, so I'm just gonna spell it out. Um, capital H, the letter three, the, the letter three. Wow, the number three, but really re- represents E I R. So it could be here, or it could be hair. But um. Long story short, duo similar to Watch the Throne. Ready, ready, for, ready, ready for this fucking segue. You know, producer, synergy. MC Synergy. You know what I'm saying? Synergy. A little flip on it. it. These are two females. These are two non-millionaire females. <laughs> you lost me. Yeah, I lost you. <laughs> but um, yeah, drop the record. Actually, ironically enough, their record though, the title is called Velocity, spelled phonetically with that V-E-L dash. But um, long story short, Gang was like, you should check this out. Gave it a listen. What I like a lot about this record is that it zigs when it zags. Only way I could describe it to you is that like, all right. So the production, I'll, and the thing is, I hate to say the term experimental, because it's not. If when you hear the beats here, it's not like you'll be like, oh, this is some crazy ass beat. Well, fucking this I hear a, I hear a bassoon here and fucking frogs croaking. It's not that. There's a, obviously a lot of soulful ideas, a lot of borrowing from like drum and bass, uh, and I'll get to certain genres in general. You know, very solid MC. But I think what kind of explains it the most is a song called Accountability, right? So the sample kicks in. It's a warm sample. So, you know, me, my old head, I expect like a little boom bat beat to kind of come in there. And this little fucking beat comes in. It's, and it's a little quick. And then over time, the sample builds up. And even though where it starts, you might think it might be some maybe fucking, I won't say roots, but it's, it's a sample soulful enough where you expect it to be firmly in R&B. 
But by the time the song kind of completely builds up, it's basically footwork, which is kind of crazy because you've got this track where, like in my head, it's going to be like 80 BPM, and all of a sudden it's like, you know what I'm saying? And what I like about the record in general is that what they're doing here is the fact of where, and like even with how we're discussing music, is that to a certain extent, I hear a lot of shit where I know we're going to go anyway, even if it's dope shit. You know, there's certain kind of formulas that are kind of written out there, the way music should kind of go. Even when they try to be experimental, like, you know, I listen to some shit where it's like, I'm doing ambient shit and it's just fucking just just basically recording of winds and fucking sine wave noises. <laughs> what I like about this is that they're playing with pieces, which I recognize and I understand, but they flip it just a little bit so that way it always keeps me on my toes. So it's it's just like a, and like I said, I hate the word experimental, but if you're into something new and dope, which remember back in the days where there were new and dope shit in the pipeline all the time, it was like, oh yeah. shit, this is new and dope. New and dope. Something you haven't heard before. That's what I would recommend this record. And then, like I said, it's I believe it's either Hair or Hair. The album name is Velocity, spelled phonetically, and it's H3IR. So, yeah, that's that's my Watch the Throne. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> I, you, know, you know what it is, man? Like, like I'm beholden to the algorithm. I don't know where the, I I need to get back on Bandcamp. That's all no, I, I, I need. That's what I need to do. I get it though. It's in a weird way. Like I said, it's is that it's the, like I said, it's that hair metal idea. It's the idea of where it's like comfort food, where it's like if the world's going this way, what's like? Is this like that? It, it's like, like I said, I, I get it. Like enough where I kind of want to give it a listen now to see if it stands up and, and to also hear, you know, the, the, the pompousness of it what was happening at that time. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like I said, it, it's 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 interesting to see how because I guess Travis Scott is kind of doing that to a certain extent. But even he's doing weird shit. Like, have you heard Franchise? No. All right. So he's got this track. It's like him. It's, it's fucking Young Thug. And it's fucking M.I.A. But what's funny about the track is the idea that so MIA is doing this thing almost like Cameron, where she's repeating words over and over again. So you know how Travis Scott now, the new as an artiste, he just can't let rappers rap. Like you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like he's gotta do certain things to the vocals. So basically he kinda like chops up her vocals. So you really can't tell if it's like the greatest rap in the world, which I would probably say, I think that if we had the bars themselves, we'd probably definitely be, because she was never the greatest MC ever, but it looks like she had a solid ass verse and he completely destroys it. <laughs> it's like, she'll start rapping and then he'll cut it and he'll finish the rap. Then it comes back in and she's kind of saying nonsense, but you can tell that she's basically doing this like, and I forget, it's a, shit, onomapedia? I mean... But anyway, she's basically using these words over and over again in a kind of very cool way. And he just kind of destroys the whole verse by the chopping and edits because obviously I'm Travis Scott. It can't just be somebody rapping. I've got to take a Drake verse, chop it up in half so I can have a whole other song built around it. You know, that's the artiste that he does. But anyway, that's about it for the Travis Scott hour. <laughs> <laughs> I, our, our checks are in the mail. They, 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 our checks are uh, in the mail and, and the Happy Meal coupons. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I'm be all it's gonna be. Balling out, ball out the fucking the drive through, hanging out the kids. But uh, as usual, folks, we love y'all. Thanks for listening to us, Rax Poetic, about the Watch the Throne years. I'm telling you, uh, when America's great, when, when, make America great again. <laughs> <laughs> what were we, what were we wearing back then too, style wise? I think that was one of skinny jeans were that was definitely skinny jeans era. I guess we were playing what were we wearing? 
I mean, hmm. yeah, the, the skinny jeans, but we were like making it hot, you know. Yeah, well, making it hot. Yeah, it's like well, well, twenty eleven. Yeah, was that so the, like, the belt buckles with the LED lights around then? No, I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know what party you, you went to. I was, but I was. That was. <laughs> <I'm, laughs> nobody remembers the belts with the LED lights that would flash like like. I was. I was at bad, some bad techie parties. All right, I had. I had, I had issues. <laughs> I, I was never a cool kid. But yeah, I tried to think of what we were rocking back then. Shit. <sighs> Anyways, you know, uh, we love y'all. You know, shouts to 2000. When was that record? That was 2000, 2011. 2011. That was Danny Bond XXX was on the same time also. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, like uh, my 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 boy was uh, like a bellboy at the Mercer where they uh, recorded it, and they they, oh, they like rented a floor of the Mercer. Oh, shit. My boy's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Dang. Yeah. Memories, ba- man. Memories. Memories. Back when we had an economy, <laughs> you could actually get Obama a job. Era. Obama era. Remember that? Damn. See, if, if you want Watch the Throne level success, you got to vote Democrat. You got you to vote black people. You got to vote black. Well, I mean, we, we I mean, I guess we got Kamala. Oh, uh, yeah. There uh, you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Anyway, y'all. <laughs> As we wax until old, next like, time. Until next time. <laughs> anyway, before we go next time, vote, motherfuckers. That's all. Vote, vote, please vote, please vote, please vote, please vote. <laughs> I will start crying. I will, I will literally start bawling. Like, like y- y'all have no excuses here. Don't yeah, complain. If no you're complaints. Not Absolutely. But we love y'all. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And uh, we'll see you on the flip side. Hopefully, in the dawn of a new day. Hopefully. Hopefully. If not, um, we'll be, I guess, doing gun runs. That'll be our part-time gig. So either <laughs> or, <laughs> hear from you guys next week. All Peace. Right. Peace. <laughs>